the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. That's called transformation and manifestation. Saints of the Most High God, God wants transformation and manifestation to happen in all of our lives. Transformations and manifestations that will cause us to become more godly men and women, living more blessed and godly lives. That's one of the many reasons why God has his word given to me and you, so that it can provide us the knowledge of and the faith necessary for all the transformations and manifestations to actually happen for me and you. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we learn and respond properly to what God's word says about the transformations and manifestations that God wants to do so that we can experience the transformations that he wants to happen in the lives of me and you. So without further ado, Let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God wants manifestations of awesome things to be able to happen in our lives. But of course, prior to that, you're going to see transformations happen in our lives. Because God got to get us ready for what he's going to get us that he has ready for us. He's already got things ready, ready and waiting on us. Now it's time to transform us. So we could be the people necessary to receive what he has in store for us. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to get my transformation. Because I'm going to get my manifestation. Tell him, amen, praise God. Because God desires each and every one of us who are his to experience transformation and manifestation. James chapter 1 is the foundational text. We'll read that, do a very brief review. Then we'll dive head first into today's stuff, which I'm telling you, it's going to bless you in Jesus' name. Hopefully it inspires you to be able to allow the transformation to be able to manifest you. In fact, hopefully it'll cause you to accelerate in your placing yourself in position with the right mindset to be able to let the transformation happen for you. So that God can be able to do in your life what he always wants to do. And that's cause a transformation to occur in you. Have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today. And I'm telling you, it's going to bless you in Jesus' name. James chapter 1, let's read verse 17. It reads, let's do 16, come down. It says, do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and come up down from the father of lights with whom there is no variables, neither a shadow of turning. Notice every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the, from, the, from the Lord. Every good gift and every perfect gift come from the Lord. That word good we found out means good in any sense. It's not just good in one sense. It's good in any sense. But it's good in the way God considers it good. Which means that the things that God wants to do in and through our lives are going to be good. According to what God says is good. And I don't know about you, but 
Nobody knows good better than God does because God is good. It also translates a benefit. It also translates a benefit, which means the things that God wants to do will be a benefit for me and you. They will be beneficial to me and you. That's why we'd be very, it would be beneficial for us to be able to let God do in our lives what he want to do, including causing those transformations and manifestations to be able to come into the life of me and you. Because God is, God is making available to us changes. In fact, God wants changes to be able to happen in the middle of our lives. Changes to be able to put us in position for all that it is that he has in store for us in our lives. Amen. Yes, God accepted you just like you were when you got born again. Make no mistake about it. Loved you just like you are and still love you too. Okay, how crazy you are or how much you do what you do. He still love you just like you are. But at the same time, there's some transformations that have to happen before some manifestations happen. I remember I used this one example. This is a weird example, but bear with me for a second. I mean, when I was growing up, praise God, you know, in my mama's house, praise God. We might be outside playing and things like that, having a good time doing what we're going to do. And then she might come on the porch and holler, you know, lunch is ready or dinner's ready, praise God. And we take off running to the house, too, because that woman could cook, praise God. So we would run to the house because she had stuff prepared for me and you, for us, that was just waiting on us. And we run to the door and get ready to run through the door into the kitchen to go get something to eat. But she'd holler out, stop, right where you are. You know what you're supposed to do. Take your shoes off. Go wash your hands. And then come in and eat. See, she had stuff prepared for us. But there was a transformation that had to happen to us for us to get what was there waiting on us. We had to take our shoes off. We had to wash our hands. Hallelujah. And then we had to come and sit down and eat. We had, there was things we had to do. God's got things already prepared and waiting for you. The Bible says, I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I got anybody here that love him? Amen. Praise God. Well, God got stuff waiting on you. Old folk, you say, God got blessings with your name on them. Written right on it, just waiting on you. I don't know if your name is on it, but I just know it's still for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I do know it's for you. But this I know also that there's some transformation that has to happen too. Whereas you're going to have to position yourself and prepare yourself for what God has in store for you. And that's what God is trying to do in the lives of me and you so that we can be able to receive all these things he has in store for me and you and do the things that it is he wants to do through me and you. Because God wants to do some things in me and you. Now God's committed to our transformation. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, He that hath begun a good work in us will be faithful to perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. He's going to keep on working on me and you. Look at your neighbor and say, He ain't gave up on you. He ain't gave up on you. Look on the other side and say, And you too, you too. Praise God. He ain't gave up on us. He's going to keep working on us. Amen. No matter how long it take, no matter how, what he got to do, he's going to keep working on you. Well, we found out that we ought to have the same commitment to it, too. If God's committed to our transformation, we need to get committed to our transformation and allow God to do in our lives what he want to do in our lives so he can do through our lives what he want to do through our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We found out that once we got born again, ha, God started initially telling us about the transformation that he intended that had only begun. It began when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but he had a destination waiting on me and you. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Let's look at it again because we're still in review. Romans chapter 8. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? We got something in common. Praise God. 
Romans chapter 8. Let's do 28, come down into 29. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. I got anybody here that love God? He's talking about you. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Whether you know it or not, you're called according to his purpose. Not according to your purpose because you came up with all kind of stuff that you wanted to do. But I'm talking about his purpose, the one that he created you to do. Amen. I ain't talking about the one that your guidance counselor gave you when you was in high school. When they gave you a little test to take and see what your skills are and your, what your proficiencies are. And I don't care if you don't know how to do none of what God got you to do. God's going is going to be the one that's going to help you do it. And he's going to train you to do it. And he's going to prepare you to do it. Amen. Verse 29 says, for whom he did know, he did foreknow. He also did predestinate. Notice the predestination to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God has intention for you to be to be conformed into the image of his son so that he can be speaking of the son can be the firstborn among many brothers or another way of phrasing be a whole lot after they come after him. Jesus, when he was born, was the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. By this time, there should be a whole lot of begotten of the father. Praise God. But you should have people that are conformed into his image and likeness. God had intention for every one of us. None of us were in the image and likeness of God when we were born, when we, before we got born again. But after we got born again, God put us in the process to become conformed into the image and likeness of his son. We learned about that. Turn to Genesis chapter 2, please. No, Genesis chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. Even though you wasn't like that when he first got you, he intended you to be like that after he gets you. Yes, for by grace you were saved through faith, and that not of yourself is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. Yes, he accepted you just like he were. But listen to me. I got a secret to tell you. He never intended to leave you like you were. Just because he bought you as a hoopty don't mean he going to keep you as a hoopty. Does that make sense? Come on, ladies in the house. Say, hey. Soon as you see a house that you like, you'll be like, ooh, I like this house. I want to buy it. But trust me, that house is not going to be like that after you buy it. You're going to put this over here and that over there and repaint this and redo this and move all this out, knock that wall down. Praise God. I want the open concept. You know, you want all this stuff. You want all this stuff going on. So you bought it the way it was, but it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't stay the way it was. I want a deck on the back. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want a table over here that I can, you know, shuffle a deck on here. Praise God. I, I want, amen. Is that okay to say that in church? Praise God. You know. I, I want all this stuff because you was going to change it after you got it. God birched you, moved in you, you his crib, you his dwelling place. And he said, I got some changes I need to do in you. Because you're not in my image and I'm in my likeness. You ain't, to, you ain't to my liking yet in relationship to the way I want it to be. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Because remember when he created the first man, he had this on his mind. Verse 26 it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. He's speaking of the Godhead. Praise God. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Notice male and female. Because remember I told you already, man is a species created in the image and likeness of God. It's not a gender. Male is the gender. Female is the gender. Man is the species that's created in the image and likeness of God. Satan is doing everything to be able to make sure that you don't understand what a man is. 
Because if you if you ever understand what a man is, you'll begin to understand who you are. Because you are a man. That's why he's been working to get you to see yourself as a human. But God didn't make human. God made man. Human is a man that's flawed and capable of error. That's what a human is. God didn't make man flawed and capable of error. God made man in his image and after his likeness. We found out in the word image means his resemblance. That we resemble God. Not look like him physically, praise God. But we resemble God to the point that when people see us, they're supposed to see God. When they see us, they're supposed to see God. And we, we're in his likeness. We found out that the likeness means model or shape. Model or shape. It's speaking of the mode and the mannerism. That we're supposed to have, we're in, we're, cut, we're in the same mode as God. We're supposed to have the same mannerisms of God. So we're supposed to look like and act like God. Because God created us. That's why he said, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. What? The people that's made in my image and likeness. Because only the people in his image and likeness can be able to dominate like they're supposed to. Because if you don't operate like God wants you to do, and if you don't conduct yourself like God wants you to do, you'll be dominated rather than dominating. God never created you to be dominated. God created you to be a dominator. Ladies and now say, hey, you the holy dominatrix. Praise God. Amen. I said the holy version of it now. Amen. You're supposed to subdue devils and subdue anything that steps outside of the parameters of what God wants it to do. And the man's supposed to do it too. We're all dominators. Praise God. Hallelujah. I like that. You don't have to like that. We're supposed to be dominating stuff. But the problem is man fell. We talked about that. Man fell. And ever since then, man began to be dominated by the same world in which it was supposed to dominate. Man lost his position. With God is the one he was supposed to be in. Hallelujah. He was no longer a man that was walking around resembling God. But then he began to, as his life continued and life for man continued, he began to resemble more and more Satan. He began to look more, act like more like Satan. That's why we folk be lying and perpetrating and pretending and falsifying and people unfaithful. And I got a list of stuff, you know, all kinds of stuff. Praise God. All kind of sins they doing and stuff like that because that's the way Satan is. Satan is like that. Those are all reflections of his personality and stuff. But thank God for Jesus who came to do multiple things. One of the things to do was to seek and save those that was lost. Praise God. And that was us. We was the ones that was lost. Praise God. He came to reconnect us back to the Father. He did that too. Praise God. He came to pay the sins of all of mankind. Thank you God he did that too. He began to, he did a lot of things, but the whole purpose of it was, was to reconcile us back to the father, to cause us to be reconnected back to the father. And so that we could be back in the positions that we were before the fall occurred, whereas we can be able to eradicate everything that it is that the, in essence, everything that it is that happened as a result of what Adam did with his decision when he allowed sin to enter into the world and death thereby. God came through Jesus Christ in order to be able to restore us back to the people that we were before we fell so that there would be no effects of the fall in the midst of our lives. Now, he had to go find us just like we were in order to put us on the pathway for this to happen. That's why he accepted you just like you were. He already knew you was jacked up. He already knew you was tore up. That's why he sent Jesus into your life to come and get you. He already knew that. Hallelujah. So don't be like looking at your jacked upness. Of course you jacked up. Praise God. The devil done had you your whole life. Praise God. He always tear up everything that he get hold to. He's a destroyer. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But now that we in God's hand, God said, I want to re-put you back together the way you were supposed to be. 
He started on the inside, moved on the inside of you by the spirit of the Lord, moved on the inside of you and recreated you in the image and likeness of God, fused you together with the living God. You're now one with Christ, sealed you until the day of redemption with the Holy Spirit of promise, and then commenced to teaching you all these exceeding great precious promises that he made available to you so that by these you can be partakers of his divine nature. By these, this word of God, thank God for the word of God. By this word of God, you can become a partaker of his divine nature. Partaker means sharer. You can now share the same nature that your daddy has and begin to start operating in his image and in his likeness, just like it is that you were supposed to do. But that's what he's been doing. He's been trying to get us back to be transformed back into the image and likeness of God. Now, many believers look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about you right now, though. He ain't talking about you. A lot of believers, praise God, that after they get born again, they think that's where it comes to an end. And they just going back to living the lives that they was living, doing the things that they was doing, doing the people they was doing, still living with folks, still shagging up with folks. Still, Y'all getting too quiet up in here. Praise God. Still stanking, drinking, smoking, poking, doing everything that you was doing before and thinking that, but I'm going to heaven. Yeah, you're going to heaven, but do you know you can have heaven on earth too? Do you know you can start practicing heaven now before you get there? So when you get there, you don't be looking like Forrest Gump because you don't know what the heck to do. But you can start practicing right here on earth how to live in that thing too. I mean, the first time you see your mansion, you're going to freak out. Especially since every place you're in, you get throw out. You ain't going to even know how to handle being in a place like that. You're going to be looking for the paper plates and the, and, and, and the plastic forks and stuff like that. And salt. You ain't going to look for the salt shaker. You're going to look for them little salt packets that you stole. Be like Jack. With that ghetto mentality that somebody keep telling me about. Praise God. <laughs> then be like, oh, see, they didn't learn what they were supposed to learn while they was on earth. They must not have had a pastor like Pastor Pearson that would teach you right. Praise God. <laughs> but now that we bone again, ha! we've been put on a pathway to the perfection that God intends for me and you. So we can get back to the state of existence that he always planned for me and you. Now, that requires a transformation. But look at your neighbor and say, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Now, being the kind of person that God wants us to be, that is a person in his image and in his likeness, should be the goal of every person who's born again. I said it should be the goal of every person who's born again. Might not start off that way, but somewhere along the way, that should become your goal. Not how much money you can make. Not how many places you can go. Not how many cell phones you can buy to be in the image and likeness of God. Some of the people aren't taught. Children aren't taught this anymore. They're supposed to be taught from the time that they're children. Your goal, baby, is to be in the image and likeness of God. You were created to reflect God. Not to live this peasant existence that you do. Not smoking this stuff that I made for something other than smoking and doing this stuff other than what I wanted you to do. Not shooting stuff through your veins that I never intended for you. Not trying to act like you a man when you a woman or a woman a man. Like when I, like that's not what I planned for you. We want to be in the image and likeness of God. And any transformation that has to happen for us to be that way, that is the kind of person that God wants us to be, ought to be something that we desire and seek after. I said it ought to be something we desire and seek after. We ought to think about it daily. 
It ought to run through our mind daily. We ought not let slip this awesome opportunity that God has given me and you. Because so many Christians let it slip. Because they, because Satan has set up a whole world system to cause it to slip. So that your mind can be on everything else other than what it should be on. And that is being conformed into the image and likeness of God. The word of God spells out clearly with no uncertain terms that that's what God wants each and every one of us to do. That is to be transformed into the image and likeness of God and become the kind of people that he always intended us to be. And since that's what he wants so certainly and so definitively for us to be able to do, then it should become something that each and every one of us wants to do. It should become our heart's desire. We should have a mighty burning fire to be in the image and likeness of God. Should be our prayer focus. Not like give me that, give me that, and give me that, and give me this, and give me that. You can include that, but yeah, that's not your, that shouldn't be your main, the main thing that you pray for. In fact, every day you should pray, Lord, make me more like you. Make me more like you. Thank you for what you've already done, because I ain't the way I used to be. But that ain't no disrespect to you, but I'm not satisfied. I want to be the person that you want me to be. Show me anything within me that is not like you. Show me any character flaw that's in me. So I can get rid of it and be just like you. Show me what shortcomings that I live out. So I can let them go. Show me anything in my life that causes me to not be like you. So I can let it go. Because Lord I want to be more like you. We used to sing songs like that. That I want to be more like you. Now we're singing air all kind of thing. Just, I mean, I ain't cracking on nothing. Don't get me wrong, praise God. But you know, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like you. That ought to be our life's goal. A lot of people's life's goal is, praise God, I want to accomplish this and accomplish that. And I want to do this and do that. And all that's wonderful. I ain't cracking on none of that. But somewhere along the line, the most important thing ought to be spoken in that line that describes you at the end of your life. They was like Jesus. They lived their life like God wanted them to do. That's what each and every one should see. In fact, we should ask God to transform us into a person who's always wanted, that he's always wanted us to be. We should ask him on a regular basis. He said, ask, it'll be given unto you. Knock, I'll open the door for you. But we, we hear that, we like, oh, cha-ching. Get ready, angels. It's time for you to bring. I want some money. I want me a new honey. I want some time. I want some, I want some, I want some dollar bills. I want to be able to fulfill my will. Not your will, my will. We, we, we list the stuff that we want. Petition this, petition that, and petition this. Nothing wrong with that because we have the right to do that. But somewhere along the line, somewhere on the petition, should be, oh yeah, more important than all of that. I want to be like you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that the things that God is saying in his word about the transformations and manifestations that he wants happen in our lives, then actually happen. Transformations and manifestations that will cause us to live more richer, more fuller, more blessed and godly lives. Hope that you're seeing more clearly the transformations and manifestations that God wants to happen in the lives of me and you. Hope even more that you're becoming inspired to cooperate with what God wants to do. 
so that he can cause the transformations and manifestations that he desires for me and you to come to pass in the lives of me and you. Saints of God, our God is a God of transformation and manifestation. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. We also invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. What a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation services available for this too. Once again, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'd be glad to come and get you. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.